Hi, and welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. My name is Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and a women's cyclical health expert. This podcast is a space where we demystify all of the bad hormone advice we've been given and instead get back down to the foundations. Your dream of regular, pain-free periods, balanced hormones, and vibrant energy is within reach. Join me and other incredible experts here every single Monday for conversations that are sure to be life-changing. Let's get started. Hey, beautiful friends, welcome back to the podcast. As you can tell from the title of today's episode, we're going to talk a lot about stress hormones and what it looks like to literally live on them and literally be addicted to running on them. As we go through today's episode, you may find some of it really resonating with seasons of your life or maybe even the season of life you're in right now. If you listen to this episode and feel like I'm speaking right to you or like calling you out through the through the microphone, please know that there's never any judgment in this space. But it is important to know and recognize the signs of living on stress hormones because as I think every practitioner in the world would say, stress hormones feel good to live on until they don't. Meaning at some point, the quote, getting away with it is going to run out and suddenly it's all going to catch up with you. This was so much of my story in my early 20s when I entered naturopathic school. I was the walking perfect example of living on stress hormones, obsessed with habits that really put my body into a state of chronic fight or flight, plus partaking in activities and kind of a boss babe mindset and all these things that really encourage pushing through, getting more done, hit the gym, eat less, track your macros. And I got away with it for quite a while, for a couple years. I thought that I was the vision of health. I thought I was so amazing because I was always so busy and I just didn't, you know, have really any health problems and then it seemed like within a the matter of a couple months suddenly my thyroid completely went out of balance so suddenly my hair is falling out i have bags under my eyes i look gaunt i look tired i literally have people asking if i am ill or if i'm okay i have motherly figures in my life literally saying like you need to eat some stew like you literally look malnourished Um, And so when I got my thyroid tested, it was no surprise that it was in the state of hypothyroidism. This was such a blow to my ego because at the time, like I said, I thought I was this this walking billboard of health. I thought I was doing all the cool trendy things that are supposed to heal you. And I'll talk more about what those are in this episode. But also it really required me to pay attention to my habits, to my personal relationships, to my lack of boundaries, to my obsession with staying up, you know, till midnight every night, working on my business or doing schoolwork, it all started to just run me over like a train. And then there was no stopping it, it felt like. Because now, no matter how many baths I took, no matter how many massages I booked, they weren't gonna undig me from years and years of neglect and living on stress hormones. It was gonna take a lot longer than a couple days or a, a couple spa treatments if you know what I mean, to repair the damage that I'd slowly been causing over many years. So in our episode today, we'll go through the really big signs that your body is literally running on stress hormones. And then I'll start to talk about where a lot of us accidentally go wrong, where we accidentally set ourselves up for our bodies to want to run on stress hormones. And then we'll also talk a couple really core important solutions. 
A super exciting announcement though before we dive into all of that. This week only, the doors are open to Period Reboot. And if you follow me on Instagram or have listened to the podcast for a while, you've seen the dozens and dozens of beautiful testimonials from women like you who have shared their incredible healing stories with Period Reboot, from lessening their period pain, finally knowing how to balance their hormones naturally, encouraging ovulatory cycles, getting their period back after birth control, waking up with energy again and no longer living in exhaustion, clearing hormonal acne. These are just some of the incredible wins that women have shared from Period Reboot. The doors are open this week until August 25th, 2022. This is the last round of 2022. So if it's on your priority list to get your hormones managed, if you're tired of living with the same symptoms, if you're tired of being told, no, we can't do hormone testing, or no, we can only do hormonal birth control for you, This is your opportunity to take action and get to the root of your symptoms with my expert guidance and the most incredible community of women ever that you will feel so loved and supported by. If you can't tell, I'm absolutely obsessed with this program. It is my favorite offering that I have and we begin next week. So you can go to cassandrawilder.com slash period or go to the link in the show notes. It's also in my Instagram bio, but like I said, the doors are only open for the next couple days. So do not miss your chance to take action with your hormone period and metabolic health in 2022. And I'll be so excited to see all of you there live in the first week of period reboot next week. All right, so let's start to talk about what it looks like if someone is living on stress hormones. So I'm gonna just go through some of the most common symptoms that if I was doing an intake with a patient, if they started to say these things, I'd be like, ooh, this is a person living on stress hormones and they've probably been living on stress hormones for a very long time and there's probably a lot of rebuilding we need to do here to get their body back into their parasympathetic nervous system out of fight or flight. So one of the most common symptoms that stands out to me as a practitioner is when someone tells me they have no appetite in the morning. They tell me they're not hungry. Usually they feel like it's fine to wait till 10, 11, maybe even noon to eat, or they may even tell me they're a little nauseous or actually feel a little put off by food first thing in the morning. This is not a great sign. What this can mean is that your body is used to running on stress hormones, which is going to impact your body's hunger cues. Your liver is able to store fuel in the form of glycogen for about eight to nine hours. So that means that when you wake up in the morning and have probably been sleeping seven to nine hours, your body should be ravenous and ready for fuel. If you're not seeing that sign, that's a really important thing to note. It's also one of the most amazing things I see with students and patients is once we start to support their metabolism and once we start to reduce the stress that the body is bathing in, usually one of the first positive signs we see is that hunger return. So they'll wake up in the morning and post in the Facebook group or something and be like, oh my God, y'all, it's 8 a.m. and I'm starving and I'm eating breakfast. So just that can be a really significant win for people but it doesn't happen overnight. So if you're not seeing hunger cues first thing in the morning, this is one of the biggest signs that you may be living on stress hormones. If you're feeling like your digestion is off, this is another important thing to look at. So if you're feeling bloated all the time, if you're walking around looking like you're six months pregnant, I feel you, I remember those days as well, and they are so not fun, especially when you have clothes for your like bloated days and then like clothes for your non-bloated days because that's how distended your belly gets. Yeah, I've been there, (laughs) it really sucks. 
So bloat can be a common sign of stress hormones. Of course, when we're stressed, that is the opposite of the parasympathetic nervous system. So when we think of sympathetic nervous system, we think of fight or flight, right? Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And when we think of our parasympathetic nervous system, we think of rest and digest. So living on stress hormones is literally the opposite of supporting digestion, which is why when we're living on stress hormones and hormones like cortisol are very high, it's common to see digestive issues like bloat. It's also really common to see things like constipation and just irregular bowel movements. So we may feel like we go every other day or every third day, and if you're look, you know, listening to this right now thinking like, what? People don't do that. People go to the bathroom every day. I can't tell you how many women I've worked with over the years that literally have a bowel movement once or twice a week and truly thought that was normal. So if there's something going on with digestion, we have to look at stress hormones. Another really common symptom we can see when we live on stress hormones is really irregular energy. So we might feel like some days we're okay and we have other days of absolute exhaustion, burnout, can't function, basically just wanna lay in bed all day. This is a really good sign that we're to the burnout phase of living on stress hormones, which simply means we've been living on stress hormones a really long time and our body is starting to realize, I don't think there's a bear chasing us anymore. So we're probably okay. And also in you know nature, if our stress is literally, you know, a bear is gonna eat us, that stress would last, what, 20 minutes maybe? An hour? Not five years, not six months. And so eventually, when those stress hormones are high for far too long, we will hit that plateau of burnout. And so this is where we may suddenly be told we have adrenal fatigue or adrenal insufficiency, or we could be told a number of different things and while they may be valid to an extent, we have to look at what got us there. Because if we're taking you know, some licorice root supplement or some glandular adrenal supplement or something like that, that's great and all, but it ain't gonna do a whole lot if we're not addressing the burnout cycle we're in and if we're not addressing why the stress hormones are so high in the first place. Constant cravings is another common symptom I see. So if someone tells me that they feel like they really struggle you know, with binging or eating certain foods, or they always have to have a couple cups of coffee at two o'clock. They always you know, need their, their donut at 3 p.m. These are again, little signs that the body is in a stress state. Blood sugar is probably really irregular. The thyroid is probably being impacted and the body is trying to survive on basic quick carbs or caffeine. So if you find that you have really insatiable cravings and you find that sometimes you literally have no control when it comes to food, this is again, a really good moment to pause and think, am I living on stress hormones? Another common symptom I'll see is often described as quote, wired but tired. So meaning we get to the end of the day, we're pretty tired, but we get into bed and our brain is just going a thousand miles a minute. So we're like, tomorrow, I mean, what am I gonna make for lunch? And oh, I didn't text so-and-so and I should probably make that business appointment. And you know what? I really should get my nails done. And da 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 <laughs> Like they call it monkey brain, right? In yoga, where you're just like going and going and going and going and your brain is so busy. So that wired but tired feeling is important to look out for because this again shows a lot of signs of hormone dysregulation. Again, cortisol, 
should be spiking to some extent in the early morning and tapering off throughout the day. However, if we're living on stress hormones, our cortisol patterns can change. And so when I've done hormone testing with patients, sometimes we'll see cortisol spike in the evening when it shouldn't be. And they tell me like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I have insomnia. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you, but your cortisol is literally making it impossible for you to want to go to bed. This can also be a sign of underlying things like anxiety and nutrient deficiencies because if the body is unable to relax, that's not necessarily a good thing. Another one that I see a lot is described as feeling like you simply don't know how to not be busy. And so this is less of a quote health symptom, but when I ask people, how do you wind down at night? Do you have any hobbies? Like, what are you doing? Sometimes people, when they're honest, (laughs) will say, Well, Cassandra, I just, I'm not an idle person. I really like to do things. So even if I'm watching TV, I have to be crocheting or coloring or cooking. Um, I don't like to lay around. I don't like to take naps. I need to be doing stuff. Like I thrive doing stuff, right? Like that's good to an extent, but it's not a great sign when we literally don't know how to relax and we literally cannot stop moving. This is a sign that you are addicted to stress hormones and you're addicted to the adrenaline that comes with having a really busy to-do list. This is also reflected sometimes when I've worked with women that say are you know, in corporate America or something, they're very high achieving, very successful, but have infinite health problems. And so I'll ask them about their routine. And you know, usually it goes something like this. They do intermittent fasting, they don't eat breakfast, they you know have a cappuccino at like 11 a.m., you know, just not necessarily nourishing their body. But their thing that they like to do after a stressful day at work, they tell me, is they like to quote, go relieve some stress by going to an intense exercise class. So their perception is, you know, I've had a quote stressful day at work. I'm gonna go now like go to an insane punching uh, boxing class. I'm going to go to a kickboxing class. I'm going to go to a spin class. Like I'm going to get out this stress and it doesn't work that way. Exercise is a form of stress no matter what you do. And so this is again, the perfect sign of being literally addicted to running on stress hormones. Uh, If you think you're relieving stress by doing that, you're really not but you are getting an adrenaline hit and probably a dopamine hit from exercising intensely after a stressful day. This though will never ever ever help you in the long term. This is going to create more burnout and more issues in the long term. So in hearing some of those symptoms, you may either be like, ooh, you're talking about me. (laughs) Or maybe you can think of someone that lives this lifestyle, right? We all know someone that just seems really tightly wound up They love being busy, have a lot on their to-do list, seemingly thrive in stress, seemingly thrive, you know, on doing things last second, um, have really structured routines and always do the same thing and really like their power morning or their exercise routine. You know, you can kind of create someone that likely matches the scenario of living on stress hormones. So now let's start to talk about some seemingly innocent habits that can cause your body over time to run on stress hormones. So one of the most common ones is intermittent fasting. I'm gonna do a whole episode on IF at some point here. Um, 
especially because every time I post about intermittent fasting on Instagram, I get people, you know, that are like, I love intermittent fasting. It helped everything. It balanced my hormones. And I'm like, no, it didn't. (laughs) So I'm going to do a whole episode where I can go through the specifics of how intermittent fasting works and why it is not this cure-all and also why it's not beneficial for female hormones. It may be beneficial for men, but we are not small men. We are not the same. So if you want more of an in-depth analysis of intermittent fasting, that'll be coming soon. But at the end of the day, intermittent fasting is really just glorified starvation. You know, I've even heard people say it's like a privileged way to starve yourself. Um, And I think that's kind of a sad, ironic truth. So with intermittent fasting, you know, if we're following many of the gurus online that are obsessed with it, they would say to do like a 16-8 fast. So meaning you fast for 16 hours, you eat for eight hours. So let's say then your eating hours are 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Okay, so like I said earlier, your liver can store energy for eight to nine hours, which is going to mean that's about enough time to get through the night. And in the morning, your body is going to be ready for fuel. When that fuel doesn't come, your body immediately goes into a stress response. So meaning your liver is now going to start to realize there's no fuel coming in, your body will start to, in a sense, consume its own tissues for fuel. Um, We may see things like muscle wasting. We will see thyroid function decrease as the stress hormones go up. And over time, this can start to create a really unpleasant scenario. When stress hormones are high, we can see things like the pregnenolone steal. So pregnenolone is a hormone where many of your other sex hormones are made from. And if stress is high, your body will choose to put energy towards stress hormones rather than towards ovulation slash the production of progesterone. So this is a really common thing I see when I do hormone tests is I can see the body's not ovulating. There's no progesterone to be seen and stress hormones are through the roof. So perfect example of someone that probably has partaken in extreme dieting, intermittent fasting, very rigorous workout routines. I see this in clients that have been professional bodybuilders. And then obviously even in just, you know, mothers and women that work in the corporate world. So this is just a sign that you've been taxing your body for a really, really long time. So intermittent fasting would be a zero out of 10 from me. (laughs) Definitely not recommended if you especially are a woman of reproductive age. So Uh, Alongside that, of course, low calorie diets are going to be a really common thing. So when I see women that are living on 1000 calories, 1200 calories a day, uh, this literally the body is starving. And this is going to increase stress hormones as your body really reads anything as a bear trying to eat it, whether it's a mean text from your boss, or your body, you know, doesn't think there's food, it wonders if there is famine. All of that can be read as stress, prepare for worst case scenario, right? So the body works in this primitive fashion, which is really beautiful and brilliant, but sometimes our modern world definitely wrecks havoc on it. Low carb diets are also one of the worst things we can do to our body. Our body literally runs on glucose. So when people are really hung up on going keto and oh, you need to be in ketosis and all this stuff, It's hard to not let my eyeballs roll to the back of my head because your cells literally run on glucose. That is what they want. That's their preferred fuel source. And that's that's just a fact. 
When we don't eat enough carbs, the liver is forced to take over and create fuel. And this is a really, really stressful process for the body. And so if anyone is telling you limit your carbs, or if you have PCOS, oh, make sure you don't eat more than like 30 grams of carbs a day. Personally, I would unfollow that person and run far, far away because that is literally against how your body is meant to run. Yes, we can improve our blood sugar. Yes, we can improve our insulin sensitivity. We can improve how our bodies work with carbs. But if someone's telling you to avoid them or eat very few of them, you're probably going to struggle. You're probably gonna find it really unsustainable. And at some point, you're probably gonna let all of it catch up with you. So be very wary of anything that's promoting low carb. Very intense exercise routines also need to be mentioned here. I am a proponent of exercise. I'm obviously not saying don't ever exercise, but what I'm talking about are obsessive exercise routines. So um, these can be spin classes, this can be hot yoga, this could be, uh, does anyone remember like years ago, there was a program called Insanity. It was on like a, a DVD that you could buy. Um, I remember doing that. I also was a big proponent of BBG, Beach Body Guide. Maybe some of you have heard of that. But what these programs all were were very rigorous, high cardio, jumping, burpees, jumping lunges, jumping squats. And you're doing them four to six times a week. So if we're already in a stress state, especially, this is going to be gasoline on the fire. What would be far more conducive is something like strength training or even exercising cyclically. Um, or just moving with a lot more mindfulness, but this just jumping up and down and around after a stressful day at work is not doing your hormones any favors. There's like 80 other things I could say that can contribute to elevated stress hormones. And there's of course the obvious things like not sleeping enough and not having good boundaries with social media, being on your phone late at night and scrolling TikTok at midnight and you know having unhealthy relationships like there's many many more things but i want to talk about specific health things that people often do thinking that it's amazing and they're doing a really good thing for themselves and they don't know that over time this can cause the body to run on stress hormones and contribute to hormone imbalances as i was sharing about my story earlier so instead to get out of this stress hormone cycle we have to go back to the root of what's causing our stress so we do have to look at our lifestyle our food habits our exercise like I said, our habits with our phone, our career, our relationship, our boundaries, uh, our, how we interact with our children. We have to start to look at what is not working and usually it's pretty easy to see what's not working. After we've seen the more lifestyle things that could be going on and we're starting to address those, then we can look more closely at the health. A lot of people get caught up in just taking, you know, cortisol reducing supplements or thyroid supporting supplements, but they don't address the health factors. So like I said, they don't address say how they're eating. They're still not eating breakfast or they're still under eating or they're still on a really restrictive diet where they're not eating carbs, or they've demonized all animal proteins, or they think dairy or gluten or whatever is the worst thing in the world. And over time, this just starts to deplete the body of really essential nutrients. So I see this especially in people that cut out whole food groups because somebody told them some food is bad, and over time it creates a deficiency. So until we get into the mindset of nourishment and replenishment, it's gonna be pretty hard to get out of the stress hormone cycle because it is gonna require us to fuel our body adequately, to eat consistently, 
to fuel it with quality carbs and balanced proteins and fats at every meal or snack. It's going to require us probably to change how we exercise and to exercise in a more metabolically supportive way for female biology. And then from there, we can start to add in supplements. Then we can start to address things on other layers while of course still looking at the foundations, like giving our body eight to nine hours of sleep a day, uh, having good social media boundaries, putting the phone away by seven o'clock or so, avoiding blue lights late at night, um, setting boundaries with your boss, communicating with your partner about your needs. All of this is essential, but do not overlook those health components like I just mentioned, because you can do everything right, but if you're choosing to still avoid certain food groups and if you're choosing to fast and if you're choosing to pick your exercise routine that you're literally addicted to over your health, you're probably not gonna get very far, unfortunately. A really beautiful thing happens when we stop forcing our body to run on stress hormones. Our body can actually start to run on other hormones and it can focus on other functions. We know that stress pulls down thyroid function. We know that stress can turn off ovulation and be associated with low progesterone. We know that stress negatively impacts gut health and liver health. And obviously we know that stress negatively impacts the adrenals. And yet how many of us have been sucked into habits and routines that perpetually force us to live in the sea of stress? I hope that this is your invitation today to say no more. I hope that you are hearing this and if I'm really matching the symptoms that you live with every day, I hope you feel like, oh man, something needs to change because clearly this has gotten you to this point, right? These stress hormones have caused you probably to start manifesting some of these symptoms. And so now is that opportunity to do something differently about it, whether that's just shifting your nutrition, changing your exercise, taking quality supplements to replenish nutrients, getting more magnesium in since magnesium is the first mineral that's stripped in a season of stress. This is your like wake up call, we could say, to do something about it. Because like I said at the beginning of the episode, living on stress hormones feels good until it doesn't until it runs you right over and you're like, oh my God, what's happening? Why am I so tired? Why can't I lose weight? Why is my hair falling out? It's unfortunately just a sign that this has been going on for probably a while. Let me know on Instagram at Menstruation Queen if this episode was interesting to you and you'd like more information about this. Do remember that the doors are open for a period reboot this week only. And this would be a perfect way to learn how to nourish your hormones and get ahead of your period symptoms and your sluggish metabolism. This is where you'll learn the foundations to hormone wellness, how to eat, how to exercise, the supplements that do make a difference. Don't worry, pinky promise, I don't tell you to buy $900 worth of random supplements. And you'll learn how to finally feel empowered in your own body and know how your body works. So again, that's cassandrawilder.com period, or go to the link in the show notes. Those doors close at midnight on August 25th. All right, my friends, here's to living a balanced life, having healthy, balanced hormones and getting out of the rut of living on stress hormones. I know you can do it. And I'll see all of you here next week or maybe in period reboot. 
Thank you so much for tuning into the Cyclical Podcast today. The best way you can support the show is by rating and reviewing the Cyclical Podcast on iTunes. It also means so much when you share this on Instagram and tag me. It helps me see what episodes really, really resonated and just keep the goodness coming. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you here next week.